even up? There we go. I don't you, listen. I can't help you with that. I listen. I'm not. I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan out here. But um. episode eighteen. <laughs> oh God. Wow, you've done eighteen episodes. You're on That's the eighteenth. So eighteenth episode special with Chelsea. Hello, Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. Chelsea, do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Chelsea. I'm your friend, and that's all I have to offer. That is that sums it up. Do you wait, uh, wait, bef- <laughs> Chelsea? Do you have anything like? Any- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. Why Usually, don't you try some- that one again. Yeah. Well, do you have any sort of like projects that you have going on that you want to share publicly? Do you do any of the, <laughs> these extracurriculars that some of the other um, guests have done? Th- the one project I did do, we did uh, four episodes on and then ended in shame to never record another episode. So, um, no. <laughs> I listened to the first two of those. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, they were fine. I think I think they, they died a peaceful death and we've mourned and grown and I'm a new person now. You, you took them off Spotify. Huh. Did we? Yeah, they're not there anymore. I was subscribed to the channel and it's not there. That's so very kind of you, but that show did not deserve it. Uh-huh. Eh. I listen, I listen to so much podcasts during work. Uh this one not included. <laughs> and you don't listen to yourself? I edit these. I listen to this enough. Oh, you're right. I don't even I don't even listen to them. Yeah, I, I know what I said, except no I don't. <laughs> Not we we've talked about this, but like once we're done recording, we don't remember shit we talk about. Yeah, it just gets dropped. Frankly, I don't even agree with the person the, with the guy that said the things that came out of my mouth an hour ago. Um, once the <laughs> like record's said, over, after the episode ends, it's that person has died and we've grown. Exactly, Hist- it's history. Like I don't cares? know that person anymore. Pog. Like I, I, I'm rooting for him. I really am. But like I hope he figures it out. One of us has to. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Some wise uh, words. Where the hell are Before, we? We were Google, well, Google Meet and then three different places and two different states. Two oh. different states? Who's not? Where are you? Don't remind me. I'm in Jersey. I'm so sorry. Yeah, not for long. Don't worry. We'll get out of here. <laughs> coming back in August. Surprise. Yay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he, he pulled a full... Uh, what what's it called? Col- Emily, Gentrifier. Emily Ooh, oh. that's better. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. Don't call it's me Emily Nikki in Paris. In Jersey. No, no. Okay, I'm a big fan of that Netflix show. Uh, so <laughs> worth the Oscar. We're gathered here on Google Meet uh, to talk about the hit Taylor Swift album, uh, Folklore. Hit the third, the third album she's won this award for. Hit. Hit album. It is a hit album. It's a it's a fucking hit. When she dropped this, the internet gosh dang exploded. Twitter was on fire. At, yes, and then everyone was talking about it for months and months and months until she released Evermore, which also very gosh, good. <laughs> have not listened to it. Uh, I'm sure when we do next next week's bonus episode, we'll talk about all of these hits. Should we talk about Nikki? Should we talk about Evermore as well? Maybe a good. We better because I actually like Evermore like a lot. Um, I think I think Evermore is objectively a better album. That's my personal. That's I agree with that. that yeah, that's also yeah. my opinion. But folklore, folklore holds its own. It's all. I mean, it's it's the same aesthetic. So I mean, it's, it's the hard same to, album, yeah. but just like 
like 20 more songs or however many oh, are on God. there. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, so to cap things off, this one, or start things off, uh, this one in 2021, the year of our Lord, uh, the end of the pandemic, as many are referring to. We're not even done yet. What? Uh, this is our first Biden administration album. <laughs> That's not true. That is not true. That's our, this is our first, well, no, this was, was this, a, was this released while Biden was president? No, Hold on a second. no, no this was released. <laughs> Well, he, oh shit! It's are we still in Trump era? Never yeah, mind. we are. Still Andy, in Trump. this I think, was released in July 2020. Yeah, uh, I think Evermore was our first. It might have genuinely been our first like major Biden album. Well, when was Bi- Evermore? But released? that's when he was elect. Hold on, let me. Yeah. Oh, oh it was, you're right. Yeah, Evermore was released December, December yeah. 11th. So I mean, yeah, it was when we're ending the the Trump era. Our last, our last Trump album. So My apologies. we've it. really been trying to justify this metaphor, and the truth is, it does not work in any capacity. It was not the first Biden anything. Very sad. He really can't have any. He can't have anything. He's just redoing Obama stuff and undoing Trump stuff, and he's not even getting. They're the also just. Else. I mean, if you're following the Twitter, all they're doing is just taking laps around the White House. <laughs> you they see just those walk up and down stairs. <laughs> Kamala's, Kamala's are, are getting her money's fire. worth for those Nikes, man. No, you know what this is? You remember like week two of Trump's presidency back in 2016, where there was this weird like op-ed about how Trump doesn't go up and down stairs and he has to take an elevator everywhere. What? I have no memory. He doesn't of that. take. I think what? No, it, I swear to God, this was something that happened because I remember everyone losing their mind and being like, "Haha, it's so funny." Drump Orange Man can't take the stairs, and I feel like the way the Biden administration is functioning—not to get super political on this <laughs> Grammy podcast—but <laughs> it's just looking at every incident, minor, major, whatever, and like personally addressing it. So because he wouldn't take the stairs, Kamala is like, I have to walk everywhere. <laughs> Dude, what a girl boss move. Really showing a up girl to boss. It's pretty they girl boss of girl all boss of them. Winning. It's pretty girl boss of Biden, to be honest. Joe Biden is the girl boss president. <laughs> so, uh, Folklore B in the year of our Lord 2021. Uh... Black Pumas, <laughs> self-titled. Yeah. Uh, Chilombo by Jine Aiko. Yes. Which I, I'm you did, so sorry. You pronounced it correct. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, De Jesse Volume 3 by Jacob Collier. <laughs> Everyday Life by Coldplay. Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Okay. Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Women in Music Part 3 by Ham. Oh, girl boss. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> there is uh, a lot of... Why was there so many? I feel like this There's, was a lot more than normal. Like some of them is yeah, just Yeah, they upped it in like 2018 from five to eight nominees. It also, which, I mean, does it have anything to do with that we weren't able to do the Grammys last year? Or did we do the Grammys last we year? We did do the Grammys. It was the last they, thing we did. Okay. Yes. I was, don't know when things happened. It was, the, it was happened. the first week of March that it okay. happened. And then the second week, sadness ensued. Yes. Um, the second week, I do not remember because I was drunk <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Uh, not a not a bad year. I, I've never listened to anything else on here, but you know, I think a lot of big names. I think we talked about this in the po- in the episode we we um we went over the entire Grammys of twenty twenty one, Andy. But um, mm. I think personally, it should have gone 
to Dua Lipa. And that's a controversial opinion, but I'm correct. Is Levitating on yes! that album? Then yeah, it should have won just Come for on! Levitating. Levitating? Are you kidding me? Uh, want You Back? Um, God. Uh, that song all has of them. crack in it. Or Break My Heart. Physical. Love Again. Don't Start Now. It's all gr- oh. Oh, don't start now is fucking phenomenal. The bass on that, you co- come on, come on, Nikki. You know I go enjoy. Now we now listen, it. Andy. If you enjoy good bass, then you better enjoy Dua Lipa's uh, future nostalgia because that's just chock full of good bass. Maybe I should listen to that. Yeah, you, of- you should you put actually. Put me on to this. I think I'm also going to listen to it now. Anyway, we have a different album to list to listen to. <laughs> yes, folklore. Uh, before we get into the track listing, let's go over the album art. Uh, I love Trees. it. Trees. I love it. I think it's cool as hell. Um, Wikipedia notes it as quote cottage core. <laughs> um, God, I'm I'm so tired of all these goddamn TikTok. Yeah, TikTok uh, words being used niches. in real life. Um, the, the the peak pandemic was cottage core, bread making, all that. Um, yeah. There's some there's some crazy uh. Crazy, co- crazy cores out there that I, I don't, and this is one of them. If y'all want to really be bread, bread makers, okay. But anyway, um, she's making bread in the woods here. I like the trees. I like the black and white. I think it's cool. Um, she's far away. She's like kind of zoomed out. It's very small. I like looking at it on Spotify because it's like too small to really see it. Mm, yeah. So it just looks like something standing up in the middle of the forest. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, some it, kind of it creature. Could be, yeah, it could be like a sequel to the witch uh, poster for that, really. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of creepy when it's too small because you can't really see what's going on. But yeah. actually, looking at it, it is very nice. I think I think it certainly represents the album very well. Um, I think it takes us into this sort of world that is that is folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 all right. I think it's interesting just that a lot of Taylor Swift's albums are all very, very, like, colorful and bright. It's very much like a signature for her. And the only two that are black and white are Folklore and (sighs) Reputation. And what are you laughing about? Yo, listen, this is a good album, but fuck Reputation. No, I'm just, (laughs) a lot of the songs on Folklore are thematically the same songs as ones off of reputation like dealing with yeah if you go through them there's a lot of similarities between a lot of ones on reputation and on other albums but um i think it's interesting that folklore is almost like a genre bent better version of reputation interesting i got a lot of homework to do for this bonus episode nikki are we (laughs) Andy, for the bonus episode, are we just listening to the rest of the Taylor Swift discography? Because I'm not doing that. Am I going to make you listen to Reputation? (laughs) Do not make me listen to Reputation. Chelsea's on her way to Jersey City with a gun. She's going to hold you down and make you listen. No, there is like one song on Reputation that I do genuinely enjoy listening to. The rest I just think it's kind of funny. One of them, I will admit, one of them I do listen for guilty pleasure. And that is ready ready, ready for it. Just because the bass, I Are think, is so cheesy. Which which one is it? It's the first one, Ready For It, because it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. 
You want you want us to be like, oh, this is her edgy album. She starts out with yeah. the fucking bass, like, you know. I love uh, "Look What You Made Me Do." Oh yeah, I think it's so funny. <laughs> and I'm gonna talk more about "Look What You Made Me Do" because that's one that's been reskinned. Oh no. Uh- one last point uh, before we move on from this. This is the only like album cover of hers where she's not like the central focus of yeah, it. Yeah, she's she's really zoomed out in this one. Yeah, far yeah. away. Almost like she's you know not in perspective of her life or some shit. F- okay, right. there's some poetic significance of it. Probably that it's not all about her. Number one it- track, first track, number one, first Be track. One. The one, number one, first track, the one is the first number one track, number one, the one. Right? <laughs> Has some beautiful piano on this. I thought this was great. This is a great track. This was a beautiful intro to the album. I think it's yeah. a stellar intro. I think it sets the tone. A phenomenal stereo mix. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I don't like the drum machine they used on this. I don't know what it was. I feel like it didn't fit the overall aesthetic of the track. No. But, you know, it, it Andy, was also you're very wrong. far in the back. I don't listen. No, Andy, you're wrong. You're wrong here. I, tell me why I'm wrong. Okay, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong, and then Chelsea will agree with you. Um... <laughs> I think that I think there's many drum machines on this record. I think there's some there's some live drums as well. I, I um, but I do I do personally like the interpolation of the the drum machines. Um, be in the way that they're presented, they're very stripped back, like you said. They're not like very upfront. These are not beat based songs. All right, and so I kind of like the interpolation of the um of the of the electronics um not just the the percussion but like the the synths that are presented because it kind of gives um this very like earthy like um natural quality it gives it kind of a sense of like uh just gives it like a sort of like syntheticness to it that i think mm-hmm. doesn't make it feel like unbalanced between like the authentic and the synthetic but i actually think it kind of creates a neat little hybrid when we're like when you're thinking of it like aesthetically uh of how just not just this track but the whole album i think it, it interpolating those little tiny muted percussion percussive elements i think it kind of adds to the magic of the forest that we're in sure you know i do kind of agree with you nikki i i do like them yes just because <laughs> like i feel like this is very different for what Taylor Swift's been doing for her whole career, and especially, you know, her last album was Lover, and before that we had Reputation in the 1989, yeah. which, you know, like we were talking about Reputation, it's her edgy, cool, whatever Burn. album. <laughs> yeah, with that bass. Um, and then you've got 1989, which is like pure pop and really yeah. set the tone for what Taylor Swift was going to be going forward, and Lover kind of matches 1989 in that it's like a real pure pop album. Yeah. And this one, it's just so different that it's almost like keeping those little notes of it within this, it kind of brings you back to, yeah, this is indie, this is a little softer, but it's still Taylor Swift pop music. It kind of keeps you grounded in that this is still a Taylor Swift song while still kind of being its own thing. Mm. Well, I think there's a lot of DNA of her... A lot of her, like, previous work kind of, like, fits very well into this. Like, there's one song towards the end of the album that had uh, very, like, it could have been right off of Fearless and I wouldn't have even noticed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think as far, like, you, th- there's a lot of elements from 1989. Uh, it's a great it's a great blend of, like, kind of electronic music and analog acoustic yeah. music, yeah. which is very warm and nice to me. Very warm and nice. But, yeah, uh, the one, a great little start to the album, uh... Moving on to Cardigan. Cardigan. Uh, this was the big song, one of the bigger songs off mm-hmm. of the album. First single. 
yeah. was there was there singles for this? I thought yeah. it was the just a surprise drop. The one and Cardigan were singles. Yeah. Okay. So this was the big one then. Uh, I really like this track. Yeah. So yes. I think Cardigan in, you know, the whole story of this album, I love. I think, so Cardigan, Betty, and August are all linked songs. And they're all yes. telling the same story. And we're going to come back to the other ones later on when they come up. But I'm honestly, I think those three are like, just the story they tell and Cardigan starting it off are like the strongest parts of the album. Honestly, I feel like Cardigan probably could have been the first track on the album and mm-hmm. just like kind of set it all up. Uh, but, you know, this track also had like an absolutely stellar vocal performance. I really thought that the doubling on this track was amazing. Uh, it had a nice, nice little shaker going on in the left ear, which I thought was really cool. Uh, the lyric, I thought the lyrics were really strong on this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you are young, they assume, you know, nothing being repeated. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that tying back to Fearless is really, uh, for, for context, Chelsea, the only Taylor Swift albums I've listened to are also Fearless in 1989. That's okay. They're the good ones. Oh, perfect. They're the ones that have won. You're, you're uh, missing yeah, out was... on Red and... Oh, don't make that face for Red. Actually, no, I, I, I have not listened to Red, although I do distinctly remember, um, I knew you were trouble oh, yeah. when you walked in. Red? So maybe maybe it has some merit. <laughs> Red is good. Red, I also look at Red with nostalgia glasses, but I'll, overall it does still hold up pretty well. Um, I think Red was the one my sister was obsessed with. Lover is also really good. Red came out when I was, like, in seventh grade, which is, like, peak Taylor Swift age. Mm, So anyone who was around that age when that album dropped loved it. And they were lying if they said they didn't. Which one was the one with Brendan Urie? (laughs) Lover. What, me? Me? Yeah, Kids Felt Awesome. Yeah, that was was bad. That was very bad. That's the worst song I've ever heard from Taylor Swift. Yeah, they play it on the radio at work all the time, and it makes me want to blow my brains out. Yeah, it plays at my job, too. And every time Mm. I'm like, ugh, come on. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, uh, Nikki, do you have any thoughts on Cardigan? Um, I... I (laughs) I agree with what 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 you two both said. Um, I'll just add on and say that the string passages here, the, the use of strings in this record, very it's most mostly is in the background. Um, but I think that it adds a sort of textual quality that I really enjoy. And oh, and the and the and the chorus where she's like ah, I think that's I think that's a beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. melody. Um, really good. Suck, sucks you in. This is a beautiful. Beautiful song, beautiful record. Anyway. Yeah. And the way Taylor Swift is most known for, it's so catchy. It's so it is. catchy. It is yeah. catchy. Again, all the hooks on this record, phenomenal. Yeah. Again, like from the past few records, just she does a great, whoever, like Jack Antonoff, whoever writes this, doing a great job. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Andy, I remember when we first uh, listened to Fearless, you're like, um, you're listening, we were looking at the lyrics of some of the songs and you're like, yeah, a teenage girl definitely wrote these lyrics. Um, but mm-hmm. now like we're seeing these lyrics and I think not only have they just improved dramatically just from a compositional standpoint, but I think also like it, it showcases and highlights her maturity as like, he, oh, yeah. as a, as a writer, you know, um, I think it's, it, and, and as a storyteller, I think it's really, really stand out. I think she's doing a really yeah. great job. Yeah, I agree. Yes. All right. Uh, moving on, the last great American dynasty. Yes. Uh, you know, this is where I first noticed 
all the song titles were lowercase, and she was really striving for that indie greatness with that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but this... <laughs> this song is just interesting. I So the song itself, I do really like, but, like, the story she's telling and that it, like, specifically is coming from Taylor Swift uh, is where I take issue. Oh, really? So... Okay, it tells a story of, I was researching this whole thing the first time I heard it, because I was like, I feel like I'm missing something, and I, in fact, was. So it's like telling the story of this debutante, Rebecca Harkness, who married into the Standard Oil family, and the connection between this woman and Taylor Swift is that Taylor Swift's mansion was the one that they this family used to live in. So... It's the whole thing with, like, oh, this there goes the loudest woman this uh, town has ever seen. And that's kind of one of the repeating lines in this song. of, And it's all criticizing this uh, Rebecca Harkness woman for being notably eccentric. Like, this woman was crazy. She once threw a party and filled her entire pool with champagne just because she could. When she died, she, like, demanded that her her ashes be put in this, like, million dollar urn at like just very rich very happy about it formed a club while she was in finishing school called like the bad bitches club or i think it might have been just the bitches club i don't know if bad bitch was a coined term yet (laughs) but so she's doing all this all this stuff and then at the end she links it back to herself and says i had a marvelous time ruining everything when all through the song it was like she had a marvelous time ruining everything Mm. and it just back to reputation (laughs) we already did this we already had this little moment where we were like yeah i'm a huge bitch everyone hates me and i'm so proud of it like we already did this now we're just doing it again, but with a better song. <laughs> <laughs> like it just it doesn't it feels disingenuous almost. Like oh, reputation flopped. Let's just try this little me- moment again and well, see listen, what comes ta- up. Ta- ta- Taylor's has plenty of these songs. She had "Shake It Off" too and "Blank Space." Her her big kind of like I'm in charge kind of song. She really post Kanye. She really just devoted half of her catalog to I'm a bad bitch. You can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like you were channeling Lizzo there more than Taylor, Nikki. Hey, I think Taylor was maybe. also channeling Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a there's an EP I want to hear is the Lizzo Taylor EP. Oh, I, oh God, I'll pre-order the vinyl for that. It would either be, like, the worst album I've ever heard or, like, the album that plays on repeat for the next five years everywhere you go. (laughs) Yeah. Lizzo's album was a bop back in the Mm -hmm. 2019. Oh, yeah. I don't know what she's up to now, quite honestly. She's making TikToks. Well, so so sad to see a girl boss losing like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh but yeah last great american dynasty uh a little bit more country than the songs that came before it uh yeah nikki any thoughts yeah it was, it was a neat story even if it is filled right. with capitalist nonsense <laughs> uh moving on to exile featuring bon iver uh Whoa! why is bon iver here bon iver Fucking come on listen, i've only Wars. listened to sk- 
I've only listened to Skinny Love. Who fucking who gives a shit? I, Andy, I think you might find something in Boney Vare. Um, it's like folktronica music. Um, you know. You, so you the know exact that thing that Andy said he didn't like in the one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't like it, but I like this. Why is Bone Iver the first like minute and a half of this fucking track? I'm not here for him. I think it's very funny when you're listening to this album consecutively and you've got like Taylor Swift's very light, airy, very like pretty feminine voice. (sighs) And then all of a sudden Exile starts and it's just like this is like deep rasp out of nowhere. And you're like, who is this? He sounds more country than I thought Bonnie Vare ever sounded. Like when I bon. heard Skinny Love, it was a lot like higher. Bonnie Vare. Uh, also, uh, fucking, I could have swore there was a theremin on this track. Might have been. I swear to God, I heard a theremin. I swear to God. <laughs> and there were birds when, he, but in between his vocal parts. But I feel like you could have just put the birds throughout the whole thing if you want to have birds and like done it was a fucking whatever. I don't know. We can't have birds in the whole track. Then it'll just fall into the background. Yeah, but they were really faint, and you know, listen. Wait, you want the you listen? You want to listen to an ambient album? You just put on Brian Eno. You know, you get your if birds you somewhere the, else. If you put the birds on the track, Nikki, you should have birds more than just in between. No, the one birds. Line. No, the birds need to be gentle. All right, I've seen records where They're the birds only are up No, listen to me, Andy. If you bring the birds up front, it's not as good as you think it is. I know Bjork, all right, and Bjork has a whole <laughs> album full of goddamn birds. If you really want an album full of birds listen to Bjork's Utopia, okay? But I don't think you actually want to do that because the moment you listen to all those goddamn birds, you have a, you, you're going to have a change of, change of heart about the birds. Oh, yeah, bet, bet. Bet. Listen to Utopia. In 10 years, Nikki's going to release an album just called The Bird Album. Oh, my God. And you know what? It'll be his best fucking album. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to do if your peak is the Bird album? <laughs> Retire. Does anyone else have thoughts on this track? Good. No, wait. I love this track. I thought this was a no, great it's track. it's very good. I think, and Andy, you're wrong. And Chelsea, you're kind of wrong, but I, I'll, it's okay. I think that the vocals are great. I think it's a wonderful compliment, um, or contrast, I really should say, to the first, uh, was it, four, three tracks to come in. I think that mm-hmm. I wish there was more vocals that are deeper throughout the record so it didn't feel as um out of place um but i did like how i think that they had a very great connection um chemistry uh vocally i thought that they matched really well um and uh taylor seems to agree because he's featured again on evermore um but we're not talking about that record unfortunately andy what the fuck do you want I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I feel like if they had the Taylor verse and then the Bonnie Vare verse and then they did the duetting, the duetting was quite lovely. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, I could fucking, Bonnie Vare. Agree to disagree. Fucking, I don't, listen, they should have, whatever. I mean, I will say a lot of, every time Taylor Swift does her, like, duetting with these different songs, they're consistently one of the best on the album. And, because yeah. it's, it's true for this one. I love this song. Um, I love Exile. And then it's again on Red. Um, she For uh, the last time, she features Gary Lightbody, who uh, maybe I'm just uncultured, but I don't know what he's from or what he does otherwise. But it's such a good song. It's like, it's great. And it's so nice to listen to for a lot of the same reasons. So if you like Exile, definitely listen to Last Time on Red. 
Future Andy, write that down. Gary Lightbody. <laughs> He's Irish. I don't know who they are. I also don't know who they are, but good for him. He's, he has a very nice singing voice. Thank you, John. Or Gary. Gary. Anyway. <laughs> Is everyone ready to move on to my tears, Ricochet? <laughs> I guess. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Nikki, I don't want another hour and 20 minute episode. Andy, that's exactly what we're getting. This album is, although la- rather indulgent, it's with the deluxe track, it's a whole hour and seven minutes. Nah. Nah. Um, so my tier ricochet. Uh, you can say what I'm about to say for every almost every track on this album, uh, but I really wanted to highlight it here. Uh, the progression and the building that this track does is phenomenal. Uh, I really think that Listen, a lot of these tracks just build so well, and I think this track does mm-hmm. it the best. No, I think I think something this album does consistently well through the entire thing is its its storytelling in every single song, mm-hmm. whether it's one of the ones that stand on their own or are part of, you know, linked to other ones, whatever. And this one, in Taylor's words off her Instagram, was about a tormentor showing up at the funeral of the of his fallen object of his of his obsession. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, that's great. I love that. And listening, like he, reading that and then listening to the song with like kind of having that in mind that that's her intention. There's so many like different motifs to kind of tie that together right down to like the backing itself sounds very like funeral esque when you're listening to it with that frame. It's very like almost sadder than it sounded the first time. Chelsea, can I just say, you have done more research on this record in the first five tracks than Andy and I have done for the past 18 episodes. <laughs> and I, I really like, respect <laughs> it. Thank you so much. I was like, I'm such a casual Taylor Swift fan, and I'm going to come on here and talk about Taylor Swift and have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I need to put in the work. You understood the you. assignment. Here are Here's my notes for the first couple track and I then love my her. next two pages. Oh my god. Damn, I think Chelsea should replace us. This should just be her show yeah, now. I actually I'm actually you've inspired me, Chelsea. I'm going to do more research now. I'm going to spend a whole it's going to be in the real calendar. I'm going to actually like do some things. I'm making this a real real review, not just me Next spewing. episode you better knock it out of the park, Nick. Andy, I'm going to well, first of all, it's a bonus episode, so it it can, it's a real toss up for Christ's sake. But uh <laughs> but, but it's left to be it either way, yes. It's a promise and a threat. I'm like I got to I got to put the work in, especially because I don't know anything about music theory or instruments or editing or anything like that. So I'm like I'm going to do what I can do and leave the rest to everybody else great. who knows what's I love going this. on. Chelsea, I'll let you in on a little secret. Uh. Me and Nikki also know nothing. <laughs> yeah, just cuz we I just cuz I have a, an an alleged degree in music does not mean that I can I can tell you anything about the theory of this record. Oh, yeah, no, just because I can, just because I spend most of my time looking at microphones I can't afford doesn't mean I know anything else. <sighs> me. Uh, so just some closing thoughts from me. Uh, my tears, we could say. Uh, very breathy track. Uh, I thought that she hurt. Why breathe so much, Taylor? Because uh, it's indie. Uh, you know, I'll tell I've listened to plenty of indie records in my time on this earth, and you know, I don't notice breathing as much as I do on some of these Taylor tracks. Uh, <laughs> Wait, now hold on. What? I've heard some. I've heard some thick breaths from my from my indie and yeah. punk uh, influences uh, that I've indulged in. 
Yeah. I can't it's quote a- <laughs> any right now, but <laughs> I know, just it's to, like I'll take my word through for my it. Head, like I know that, that I think Lord has some really breathy songs. Uh, Lord. My I lo- queen. Did you hear she might have a new record coming out? <gasps> I'll kill myself. I'm so I heard- excited. Oh my- <laughs> no, we gotta listen to it. <laughs> Wait, before we move on, what did you think of melodrama? It's wonderful. I Isn't love it melodrama. It's, I love it's every beautiful. part of it. Um, one of my favorite songs of all time, like period, point blank. Like if if I was on an island, I need like a bunch, mm-hmm. like five songs. One of them would be "Ribs" by Lord from the first okay. album. Have you heard that one? Yes. Um, it is by far one of the greatest. It's it's kind of that. It's like it's like that song that you feel infinite to. To quote Perks of Being a Wallflower. <laughs> Because um, we're on this indie road right now. Yeah, on the <laughs> infinite in the indie road. But um, yeah, no, Lord's really great. I'm really looking forward to her new stuff. Maybe we'll talk about that in the future. Oh, but yeah. anyway, when good she song. wins her well deserved. I get give her Grammy. give give Lord a Grammy. Sorry, I did it too nah, early. I gotta put the sorry, theme music sorry, in. I'm nah. early. Uh, okay, goddamn uh, it. So next track, Mirrorball, another phenomenal track. Yeah. Uh, this has a, fanta- a fantastic breakdown towards the end. There are so many beautiful effects going on. Oh, this was a phenomenal. She does her little hush kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. And again, like the the message of it is, hmm, what do you know? All about. I mean, okay, I gotta be fair. Every song Taylor Swift has ever released, like in her entire discography, has just been about relationships, whether it's her relationship with a romantic partner, her relationship with her friends, her relationship with herself, or her relationship with her audience. So what about I can't, with God? I don't, I, you know what? I don't know if she's put a relationship with God song, but the day she does, mm. I will eat my words. Sounds like she's a goddamn Satanist. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what Mirabal is actually about. <laughs> but, um, like, this one, it's herself. It's just being a. Ref- she says that she's a reflection of what people around her are creating. So, yeah. like, her entire identity is based around what other people see her as. Which, again, it's it's just reputation. This is just what reputation was about. And she's like, "Oh, you want to see me as the bad guy." I'll be the bad guy. The old Taylor can't come to the phone. Why? Because she's dead. Like, <laughs> it's the same thing. Wait. Look. That's real, right? She said that yes, on the track. That's, that's from Look What You Made Me Do. Yes, I remember this. <laughs> oh, did you think I just had a pure, incredible moment where I spoke with God and pulled the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now? Why? Because she's dead out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh Chelsea, you're making me giddy. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a good track as well. Um I like that there was sleigh bells here in the background instrumentally. Um I think this is I noticed the kind of country uh interpolations here with the, I just I felt like the guitar was a little country driven. Um and yeah, and just the but the um the the I love the spaces that um I were I were put in this record um because they're very reverberant. I remember um I remember when I heard the track Lover off of Lover um 
And um, I remember it just being so echoey and so spacious. And like she, her, her voice was far back, and then but like her reverb was really up front. And I was like, oh, that's different. Like that's a different mixing decision. You know, it felt kind of fake, but like in a, but it still felt like authentic in a certain way. But here, I really feel like I'm in this like very just magical reverberant space. Like I feel like I'm in the forest, but if the forest was able to be reverberant, because when you're outside, there isn't really much, it's hard to make it like, you know how it doesn't, but like, I know I thought it was really great. I, I really liked it. I love, I love the, the reverb on here. I think it's really, really, really cool. <laughs> That's all. That's all I want. Thank you, Nikki. You're welcome. Thank you, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what Andy, what? Nothing. Are we done with are we done with Mirrorball? Yeah, Mirrorball is good. Mirrorball Mir is good. Uh in stark contrast to seven. Why is this track on here? Yeah, this was, Killed the vibe. This was a this I was will a bit fight truck. with you. I enjoyed seven. No. 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 <laughs> Wait, no. Well, no, d- defend your argument, yeah, Chelsea. Go, what go. do you what do you gotta say? Okay. What? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so again, you know. My favorite part of this whole album is the stories. And this is literally the story of being a kid and experiencing, you know, having a friend who is also a child who doesn't have a safe home to live in. Mm. Like, and being a child looking at this and not really knowing what it is or being able to understand what's happening or why things are like that. And, you know, she even offers, like, she goes... I think that your house is haunted. I forgot to tell you. And she says it's because maybe that's why your dad's always mad. Come live with me. You won't always have to cry. You won't have to hide in the closet anymore. Mm. And I really enjoy that. And I know it's kind of, it's very soft, this whole song. Like it's very kind of just, I don't know. I'm trying to find the words to describe it. It's very just like, spoken like conversational almost like mm. a very innocent mm-hmm. kind of perspective on a really complicated issue and i think mm. i think it does lose something by maintaining a childish perspective through the whole thing and never really having that adult acknowledgement because a lot of these songs are about you know the complicated nature of interpersonal relationships that you have with people you know the intricacies of cheating and dating and love and horrible relationships and this and that and the other thing. And this one kind of just stays in one place for a while. Hmm. So it's, it definitely has its faults, but I, I did like it. That's a good point. I actually, I, yeah. I, I, I can see, you that. know, lyrically is, it's not the problem for me with this track. I, I think this lyrically stands up very well. It reminds, honestly, like the story that you give reminds me of a different country song. I couldn't tell you who it's by or a single lyric in it or the tune of it at all. But I remember it's like about a girl who's getting abused at home and the teacher has to tell her class about it mm-hmm. uh, and that she's not coming to school. And I'm sh- if I heard it, I'd be able to point it out in a second. But, you know, say la vie. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, With- I, it has a great string part. Uh, I do <laughs> wish the strings were a bit more up front on this track, though. I'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll um, agree with you. I think it was just a bit of a a bit of a vibe track. I didn't have like a I guess I didn't have a problem with it. I think it just instrumentally like like you said Chelsea it just kind of stays there. 
Um, mm-hmm. Which could be cool in like a sort of interlude kind of way, but I think that it goes on a bit long and like too long. So it can like long enough to flesh out the story, but instrumentally, I think it goes on too long because no, it doesn't really progress at all. Because um, it's like thematic or storytelling wise, like it, it makes sense that it stays in one place because yeah. she doesn't see this girl after she's seven. Like she only right. knows her for this very short period of time. So it, you know, the image that she has of this girl stops at seven. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, storytelling, it makes sense for it to stay the same. But, no, I completely agree that it suffers, like, musically for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's still good, though. It's decent. Are you going to August? We're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Angie. Come on. August, the eighth track on the album. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot to say on this. I thought it had a very good melody. Uh, I felt positively towards it. I loved I... it. I thought it was great. We can do you think just... it's, where do you think it falls in the Cardigan Betty August trio? Are you quizzing us right now? No, no, not like, <laughs> not like where it occurs, like in your oh, opinion like my of favorite. those songs. I, yeah. I would call this the best one, I, in okay. my opinion. I like this, and then Cardigan, and then Betty. Oh, we, we have, have some opposite opinions. List. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we're here to, to discuss, allegedly. Allegedly. So, August, for this story. So Cardigan was... Um, from the perspective, so we've got the three characters. It's James, Betty, and then an unknown girl. And so Cardigan is from the perspective of Betty, and it's her finding out her boyfriend's cheating. August is from the perspective of the girl who James cheated on Betty with. So it's, I really like that this comes in the album before Betty, because Betty is from James's perspective. So this kind of comes in and she's saying like how much she loved this guy and he never loved her. And she, he she even says like, you were never mine to, you were never mine to lose. Mm. I just, I think it falls in a really good place. And I like that it comes after, you know, listening to Cardigan and getting this image in your head of this horrible woman who like this, her, the love just of her life, her life has yeah. left her for. And then she's like, I was absolutely nothing to you, wasn't I? Damn. I think it's, like, devastating. Yeah. Well, all right. Damn. (laughs) Uh, What, you don't listen to music to cry? (laughs) No. (laughs) Sometimes. Nah, dude, I only listen to happy music now. Give me, that like, give me some trumpets Andy. and some good bass. Actually, well, we'll talk. We'll talk. Some good bass. You should listen to Reputation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Um, I ha- Yeah, I don't really have much else to say about August other than I think it's great. I love. It gets really thrilling at the end. The strings are just swelling and 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 moving. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, I might. This is this is one of my tops on the on the record. I yeah, yeah, I would agree. Agreed. Top five. Next song. This is me trying. Uh, why is the reverb knob turned all the way to the right? Uh, we could have t- we could have toned that down just a little bit there, guys. Jack, you know you're. I know you got a billion Grammys and you're sitting on a pile of money, but just you know a little less reverb. Now Jack. hold on. Now hold on, Andy. What? what? 
Well, are you really gonna give it all to Jack Antonoff, the producer? You could have given. He's the only it, name. I, he's give, the only name I have, have attached to this. You could have given it to the the people that are actually responsible for the mix engineering. The mix engineers. You know, Aaron Densner. You know, you know who does who adds the reverb, Andy. You do. I, I I'm the recording engineer. That is my specialty. You do all the mixing, friend. And is that what our role is? That's, I think, in our general scheme of our music production duo. Chelsea, yeah. if you ever want to make a record, all you need is to call the Grammy boys, and then we're here for you. I'll keep that in mind, but you also need to keep in mind that I have none of the the skills or talent required for this process, but I appreciate the offer. Chelsea, if you ever need to be on a Sky EP, we got some positions opening up. Oh, soon. perfect. <laughs> um. I, uh, uh, reverb aside, I did like this track. Um, I, I thought that the bridge was a little rough because that's when she's doing this sort of mm-hmm. like speaking where it's like yeah. really fast. Like it was not on rhythm like at all. And I think that yeah. was kind of the point, but it just didn't, didn't really sit right sure. with me. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I thought the kit needed to be up front more on this track too. Yeah. I'll say lyrically too, this one, it was almost too vague. In like, like the whole point is that like she's acknowledging that she was the problem in whatever her relationship was with this you know person, and she's trying to fix it. And she kind of references, oh, I had like they said it was like mental problems, or they said I was drinking too much, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's it kind of just is very vague. And she's like, but this is me trying to fix it. This is me trying to fix it. That's mm. like okay. Like, that's good. I'm happy for you, I guess. Stepped down. She wanted to be uh, less personal for this track. But yeah, I think I think you just go from this, like, really intense August and going from August to this is me trying. It's just, like, it just feels like more of a letdown. And I think, I think listening to this is me trying on its own compared to listening to it in sequence with the rest of its album. It's not as bad, but I think listening to it like sequentially, it loses something. Mm. Sure. Okay. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Closing thoughts. Anyone got any good track? Okay. track. Good. Give it Uh, an okay track. Illicit affairs. Uh, I love this one. This one was good. I like this Uh, one. It was really stripped down, but it was still like really layered and intricate, which I really enjoyed. It was perfectly balanced there. I I really liked how, like, as we've discussed, the songwriting on this entire record is really great. But I think some songs more than others, like it really, the lyrics capture me first. Um, And I think this is one of those tracks because of just how, just how, like, um risque the lyrics are well not that they're like they themselves are risque but like just like the whole concept of like illicit affairs like it's kind of mysterious listen she drops a couple f-bombs in a few tracks she sure does uh not on this one though it feels weird hearing taylor swift say fuck it does but you know i'm glad she did it she needs to say it someone had to so this song it's about obviously you know a cheating relationship and this song's cool because it acknowledges the complexity of being in a relationship where someone is cheating yeah. and, like, where it comes from and why it keeps happening and why even despite, you know, both people in the relationship being aware that someone's cheating, the relationship doesn't end. 
It's the same song as Should Have Said No off of Self-Titled. <laughs> Self-Titled was not the, from like... That is her very first album. 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah, I think it's from like 2007. Yeah. Like, gave us other such bangers as Teardrops on My Guitar. <laughs> um, no, Should Have Said No, it's essentially the same song, except she's saying like... It's it's almost like a simplified version of it mm. where she's like the whole point of that cuz that song is forever burned in my brain cuz I listened to it so much in 2008 you should have said no you should have gone home you should have thought twice before you let it all go it's it's the same song except in this one she's like okay i get it but like come on Listen, she she's had a rough life, evidently. It's just a better version of "Should Have Said No." I mean, I listen. Should have said no. This got it's got its merits to it. Let's not go the ditching that. You know, you can go back to that song and still have a good time. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good scream sing song. Have you listened to "Should Have Said No"? Yeah, I listen. I've heard all of Taylor's earlier work. My sister was a teenage girl <laughs> or a tweenage girl. Stop at that making time. excuses. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, we can speak to what I was listening to when I was 12 years old. A lot of Kid Rock and Nickelback. Nothing, oh God. nothing that I continue to now. you about Taylor Swift? Oh, my God. No, not at all. I would admit to that. Listen, if I can admit to Nickelback and Kid Rock, I would admit to Taylor Swift. Unfortunately, I don't have the uh, clout to do so. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a good song. It's just... It's just a good song. Like I feel like I keep saying that for every one we come across. Well, yeah, they're all great. These are all just the good songs. Good. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, so moving on to the next song, uh, Invisible String. I thought this was a really good song. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, this one's the most like traditionally like folky, I feel like, of everything on the album. Right down sure. to like a lot of folk songs have a lot of like mythology to them. And this is literally just about the... Um, Invisible string of fate. Yeah. It's cool. It it, it kind of went back to some of her... It almost felt a little more early Taylor as far as, like, lyricism goes. <laughs> Just like, is this, is this a cute little song for teenage girls? My biggest issue with it was, uh, again, the kit, which was a very a consistent problem across the album, but not one that ruined it for me. This one, I feel like it didn't really work so well. Didn't really match up with kind of, like, the more uh, earlier stylings. But, you know, say la vie. I liked the verse where she talks, where she says, um, bad was the blood of the song in the cab on your first trip to LA. Perhaps a reference to her track, bad blood from 1989. Um, you ate at my favorite spot for dinner. Bold was the waitress on our three year trip down lunch, uh, getting lunch down by the lakes. Waitress trying to smash. She said, I looked like an American singer. Uh, I just thought that was a neat, neat The sentence thing. structure is very fun in this song. <laughs> <laughs> is that is is what your point is, and I also agree with you. Yeah. Do we know what relationship this was about? All of them. <laughs> okay. It's I mean, it's just it's about a like a a romantic relationship. I think all of these are meant to be kind of like a generic just a person like she's just playing the Characters. role of a woman who in this yeah. situation keeps finding herself connected back to this man like i think that's kind of how it is with all of the ones like there's the obvious characters like the whole um cardigan betty august thing 
But then there's like the one-offs where it's just like kind of a generic person. Yeah, sure. Okay, that makes sense. I thought it was good. 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 I thought it was really good. I think this is a better, better, one of the higher quality songs on the record. On to Mad Woman. Mad Woman. Angry so, lady. so Nikki, I, I don't know if you are going to agree with me on this. Okay. I, this is one thing I do not know where you stand. Oh, no. Uh, this track in the beginning of the thing had the pumping of the keys very audible on it. And I've got to be honest, I do not like, do not, this, this act, not good. The pumping, like where it goes. Yeah, like the dum. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I. What I hear when I you fucking play your MIDI keyboard, and then I can't hear it because it doesn't go through Google Meet. You mean like? Yeah, that. You can hear that, or you can hear. Yeah, can you not, hear the strings like in the actual no, like, piano? The pumping of the keys at the very beginning. Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm not a fan to be honest. Well, it depends um generally speaking. I think personally um I mean, it's not as offensive here, but I think that I I do like it's the great debate when recording piano. Like, do you want to hear all of the mistakes? Do you want to hear all of do you want to hear the human hands or do you want to hear it like in its clearest form, you know, um, mm. listen, we, this was many a debate back in our days in college, Andy, um, many, many debates, uh, um, Nikki, we've had actually, yeah, that's not even a lie. We've had so many arguments about, come this. on. Um, yeah, but I think, um, yeah, I, I think it, it, as long as the tone doesn't get, get out of the, it is, is, is lesser is, is lessened by the, um, by the by the acoustic elements of the instrument then I you know whatever you know okay but I don't you know if someone's playing trumpet I don't want to hear them breathing before going you know like I don't yeah but mouth noises are just so much more disgusting yeah like I feel like there can be something satisfying about hearing like the hand tapping on a piano yeah but like if you were to hear like someone I don't know. It's like it's one of those things where if I start noticing when in a song where I hear like the singer taking breaths, I'm like, oh, God, now I'm like, (laughs) I can't Mm -hmm. ignore it now. That is why I remove every single breath from my songs. I get them out of there. Listen, you don't got to do it all the time. I specifically appreciate that. Andy doesn't like that I remove the breaths from all my songs. I place them very intentionally, Andy, if it's a place that needs a breath. I take care of them when they're annoying, but you know. No, they're gone always. I'm a fucking robot when I'm in, in Listen, Nikki, on the Ska EP, you're going to hear me take the deepest breath. Andy, are you singing on our Ska EP? I assumed we both were. We, you want to sing, Andy? That's I'm so excited. Never mind. No. no. Okay, never mind. Chelsea, I lied. I, was, I, lied. No. I lied. Backtrack. Backtrack. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited. So, someone else give a thought on Mad Woman. Um, to this one... <laughs> This one ties into um, Great American Dynasty. Mm. It's um, kind of similar to taking that character of like uh, Rebecca, who's the crazy woman who lived in this mansion. Yeah. But it also is relevant to once again her beef with Kanye West, and also um, like with Scooter Brown and all that lovely nonsense Mm. that went on um but i think what's really fun here is it's like oh it's you know you made me crazy like you did all this terrible stuff to me and then i went mad for it oh 
you did you you did this to me. You did all this stuff to with me. Look what you made me do. Oh, it's the same song again. <laughs> Chelsea, you're getting real sick of hearing Taylor make the same song five times. You know what? The thing is, is that it's specifically the same songs off of Reputation. <laughs> like, you know what? Um, like, Illicit Affairs, I'm cool with it. I'm so cool with it. Because Should Have Said No came out, like, 20 years ago. And you were, like, 13. Like, I don't care. But when you, like, two albums later are like, mmm, flop, let's do it again. <laughs> Come on. This didn't win me any Grammys, damn it. I respect the hustle, but like, come on. You're really coming for her today, Chels. I feel like I need to clarify it. I love this album. <laughs> like yes, she did reskin every song because it was a flop on Reputation, and she did it well because now I like them. Nikki, do you have any thoughts, pal? No, no. <laughs> she did All right. it successfully. Oh my god, oh, Chelsea! <laughs> I needed this dopamine. Come on, come on, come on. All right, uh, Epiphany. This song pisses me off specifically because it references COVID, <laughs> and I don't like that shit, so mm-hmm. I don't like this song. Where, where, this song, Epiphany. It referenced COVID? Uh, this song made me sad. Very sad. Uh, it also, I, Nikki, I swore I heard a click track at 2 minutes and 50 seconds. Hey, click tracks are not bad. We've heard click tracks on some of our favorite punk records. In fact, one that came out recently, Andy, we heard some mm-hmm. click tracks on, so I don't want to hear it. Couldn't. Couldn't couldn't be me. Listen, nah. I okay. You know what? Also, the difference between a goddamn punk record, Nikki, and fucking Taylor Swift. No one's fucking giving billions of dollars to fucking Jeff Rosenstock or fucking anyone. No one. He's he, he won no Grammys. I don't know what record you're quite referencing. I'm pretty sure it's that because I don't think you listen to a lot of punk otherwise. Now, first of all, you're correct. Second of all, you're wrong. I was referencing the Pink Shift EP. Ah, mm, that's different. They're new. This is their first music mean? they've ever put out. They're not even signed to a fucking label, so Nikki. It's the music that they're releasing. It's, that, it's different. It, it doesn't have a fucking who's who of indie producers <laughs> backing this them. They're making it in a fucking bathtub. Did they make it in a bathtub? Yeah, watch their music video. Oh you see God. them record in the bathroom. That, that's kind of that's kind of epic, to be honest. It's kind of punk fucking rock, bub. Don't call me Bub. Come on. You can get, come on. Where are you? Like, I've been trying to place it this entire time. What accent are you doing? Like, where are you trying to be from? This is just how I talk, friend. This is how but Andy talks. It's it's very much a, like, upstate man's version of the pissed off New York. He but- now now Chelsea, I have some breaking news for you. Andy <laughs> is Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's just upstate Italian? Yes, that is absolutely you what I what? am saying. I'll actually I'll agree with you. I'll rescind my attack. All right, we're in, where were we? We're, Epiphany. Yeah, yeah, we're still we're talking in the about home Epiphany. Stretch kids, come on. 
The, um, I don't have any notes about Lakes, by the way, because I, I listened to the regular album and then realized after the fact that there was another song on the extended album. I didn't do the deluxe. I didn't I know. Wrote I wrote the Lakes and then there was no notes afterward. I have Perfect. it saved to my Lakes songs on Spotify. <laughs> uh so, are we moving on to Betty? Yeah, oh, no. We, we didn't do a lot on Epiphany. We got okay, sidetracked. Go, 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 go. I just wanted to say Epiphany. I like the... I, this is rare, Andy. I liked the fade out here. I thought it was appropriate. Don't give me that... Now, listen. You have to like all of the fade outs that I like because I do not like any fade outs. This is well documented, and I keep saying it's well documented throughout the history of this podcast so you know how well documented. I hate fade outs. Yeah, and evidently you're a traitor to the cause. No! <laughs> this is a nice fade out. I like it. I think it's nice because it continues to swell and develop as it's fading out. It doesn't feel like it's a wishy-washy, okay, we're done for the day. You know, I think it, it kind of just leaves me into this world, kind of floating off into the distance. Instead of our usual theme music, Nikki, I'm just going to fade out this episode. How Don't you that? dare. <laughs> we're going to keep talking and then it'll just be a subtle fade out. <laughs> Uh, do you want to move on to Betty gang? Uh, yeah, I, I just don't like Epiphany. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Betty, this was, you know, this, this was my favorite track on the album. Same, same. Yeah. Great. I want, I want to know what mic they used. I want to know if they used the green bullet or the Audix fireball. I want, I just need to know. I need to know what mic they they used for this. How did you know? Why did you pick those two? Uh, because those are the two main ways I know how to record harmonica, and you know what? I just oh. want to know how to record harmonica to the point Andy, where it wins you can me record a harmonica the with year. the microphone. Yeah, you have but I ne- want to know what the album of the year of 2021 did, so I can replicate it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this was a great song. It was my favorite on the record. Uh, the chorus on this track, fucking amazing. Listening to Taylor Swift say "fuck" always incredible. Yes, the sad incel man made me, you know, it sucks to be him, but, you know, you're the subject of a great song. That's what it is. is it's like, so you, you come, you're coming off of August and you've got this absolutely devastating, you were never mine to lose, like, and you come into Betty where he's coming back to, uh, I'm only 17, I don't know anything, after, you know, in Cardigan and she's like, Oh, they say when you're young that you don't know anything and I need to like get over the fact that you cheated on me because you're young. And then he's like, yeah, I'm just 17. Sorry. And Betty's like, like, fuck off. Like, I got my shit together by this point. Like, I love it. And the staple of a good Taylor Swift song, you can sing along to it so easily. It's so catchy. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. This is this is this is car ride material. right? Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites. I think it honestly, I think it is my favorite on the album. I'm gonna I'm gonna double that triple down and say of the three albums we've listened to, this is this is my favorite. Andy, I, I I'm almost certain that I predicted this in the last episode. What that you, this would that would be your order? I'm talking about this song and specifically. I think but, you, you know, I think that you like this album more than Fearless. We're gonna do scores in like ten minutes. Calm down. Okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah. Does anyone have any further thoughts? I didn't have much. Feelings I, I, now uh, listen, I this was a good track. I didn't. I didn't have much to say about it. Key change. Yeah. N- next few songs, I kind of is like. And yeah, and yeah. I'm, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Is it like the fifth? Um, the last two tracks kind of 
I don't know. They didn't really sit right for me. They like is it, it kind of weird and, placing. Yeah, yeah, it just it it feels kind of like another vibe track, you know? Like it doesn't really progress any of the story or anything. It's just a slow Peace, burn. I just Peace I thought was so annoying, like listening to yeah. it. I thought Peace yeah, was just like, an annoying I, song. I think it's probably the only skippable one on the whole album. Honestly, okay. just cut the. You could cut the last two. To, peace was fine. Eh, oh, I didn't like peace at all. Hoax. I liked hoax, but I think it was in a weird place. It was like a weird song to end on. Yeah. Yeah, you could have put hoax like after Epiphany and like kept that vibe going, and then gone into Betty and just bring it back. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. you could have yeah. cut this album. Like it's sixteen tracks and the non deluxe of it, sixteen tracks. I think you could have cut it to like between twelve to thirteen. Like maybe, you, but even I mean, honestly, like you could keep a couple. Yeah, I mean, there's very few that you could you that you need to get rid of because most of them, as we've discussed, are very very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, honestly, the only ones you could fucking I feel like you could just cut out peace and hoax, and it would have been a lot tighter of an experience. Yeah. But it could it would be cool yeah. to end on Betty. You think? Yeah, I Bet- think it would also listen. be cool to end on Betty. Yeah, Betty Betty's a very good song. I think you could have ended on Betty. Damn I think it, you could have ended on Invisible String. Yeah. Mad Woman, even. Yeah, you could have ended on Mad Woman. Could have ended on Epiphany with the fade out. (laughs) Solid ending. Go fuck yourself, Nikki. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, overall thoughts on the album. Chelsea, would you like to start that? Um, Am I, like, I I just liked it. I don't know if there was something else you were asking for here or what, but I did. You know. (laughs) I, I enjoyed it. I did. I really did. There's not a lot of songs that I have issues with besides, you know, Peace and Hoax um, and Epiphany, but that's just my my personal tea. Like, I feel like storytelling-wise, it's it's just so good. Lyrically, it's so good. Um, it's it, it. I stand by that it's a sh- much stronger, much better reskin of Reputation, and it makes me wish Reputation didn't exist just so that I could have all of these songs and not have them be tainted by like, oh, we did this song an album ago. Mm. It just reminded me of how much better Reputation could have been. Maybe so. Um, gosh, I lo- I really like this record. Um, when I first heard it, um, and then listening to it now again, I think it's still really great. Um, yeah, I think it's just really cool how she's able to, she has a, I think this really highlights, um, her versatility as an artist, because even though she did a transition from country to pop, I feel like you'd think, you'd think that like going, bringing in the acoustics and bringing in the guitars back would kind of go like you it make it seem like she's going back to country, but really she's like taking a, like a left turn, um, into this, into a completely different, like sonic field. Um, I think what she did here is absolutely stand out. I, what she and the producers and the engineers did, I think it really, what I love about this record compared to fearless in 1989, which are the other two that we've covered in this, in this little mini series. Um, is that this is the first? This is the only one out of the two of them, uh, three of them, three three of them that um have like a st- strong um like uh sonic aesthetic, 
wherein mm-hmm. I feel like, like I was saying at the beginning, I feel like I'm in that forest with her. I feel like I'm in this world of folklore, um, this weird magical, uh, you know, n- nature-like place, you know? Um, I feel like I'm there, and I think it's really cool how how she's done that. Even with all of the um, interpolate, like the the lyrical stories that are that are intertwined, like I think it's really cool where it all still fits together. And then even like you, we went over like some of the tracks intertwine with each other story wise. So yeah, no, I thought it was really great. I'm very very impressed with this. I thought it was really good. Not that she needs my approval, but I I yeah, like it. She's literally Taylor Swift, but Yeah. Yeah, she's never going right. to listen to this. On the off chance she's in her LA home putting this on, you know. Hi Taylor, big fans. Uh But yeah, I think this is the perfect like culmination of all her works. It ties everything together. Uh she's at her strongest here. I haven't listened to Evermore, so maybe it's even better there. But I think uh, this is a great record. Uh, you know, I think she got a lot of shit for being fake indie when this came out, and I don't think that's warranted. Like, yeah, you got all the big names, but, well, you know, it's still good. You know, I think indie's become less of, like, a scene and more of just a genre. But, mm-hmm. you know, fuck gatekeeping. We talked about this on the first bonus episode. When, like, the biggest producer of indie movies is A24, like, you can't... Yeah. Indies, it's at this point less of a means of production and more of just, a like, a genre within itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's small budget, but high quality. Yeah, go Like, I, I don't think it's fair to say, because one comment I saw, and it's, like, stuck with me since this album dropped, was that um, Taylor Swift gentrified indie, which is, I feel like, <laughs> very harsh, first of all. But, like, I, I kind of see what they mean when they're like, you can't be Taylor Swift and have had, you know, rich parents who bought you a music career and then also be an indie artist. But mm-hmm. I think I don't think she's trying to be an indie artist. I think she's doing the same thing that she's been doing for her entire career, shifting from country to pop, having her little edgy moment and then coming back to pop before doing indie. Like she's just constantly reinventing herself and re becoming new um new versions and new eras just to you know, see where they bring her and see what she can get out of it. And I, I mean, I don't think she'll stick with Indy for long. I think after Evermore, um, she'll probably go back Metal. towards pop. Well, she'll probably go back towards pop soon. I think it's a very safe spot for her to be. But I wouldn't I'm be surprised if in the, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if she goes somewhere else next. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the Taylor Swift Sky album. Yes. Uh, so. <laughs> Chelsea, this is the funnest part of the show. We rate our albums here, 1 to 63. Now, hold on, one Andy. being bad, 63 being Andy's, the best. What, Nikki? you did not go over your thoughts. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> they were just short. Short but sweet. They were Listen, there. this is already going to be our longest episode based off of what the minute mark we're Listen, at now. Listen, that's okay. Woo-hoo. I'm happy to be we, here. Chelsea, you've dethroned Jameson. Chelsea, you've yes. gotten me insatiably giddy tonight, and I'm so happy. I absolutely love this. I love when we have guests on, Andy, uh, because I, I'm always just there. Although most of them are musicians, they're also all comedians, um, and they all make me very happy. Chelsea, especially. You, well, I mean, you, you, got, you got some comedy in you. you. You were into that. Back in yeah. the day. Some might say oh, that's that. her like big thing. <laughs> that's my thing. That's my talent. That's, that's what I've got going on. Eventually I'll do something with it, but it's there. Let's record her so, a comedy album, Andy. Let's do that. 
Mm. I'm gonna throw up, but thank you. Listen, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get on the Bob Newhart hype train here, Nikki. <laughs> uh, so Chelsea, one to sixty-three, one being the worst, sixty-three being the best. What do you got? Oh gosh, okay. isn't it crazy? So, like that whole thing. That's if it, if it helps, you can do tiers. Like uh, one to twenty-one is bottom tier, twenty-two to forty-two is mid tier, and then uh, forty-three to sixty-three is top, and then you can separate each top. of those into separate tiers within their own. Okay, because I'm, I mean, I'm trying to think because as I feel like this is going to come as a surprise because of how much I know about Taylor Swift, but I'm not like, I'm not usually a really big Taylor Swift fan. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons I liked this album so much is because it's more in line with what I usually listen to. Yeah. What do you usually Um, listen to? Well, um, my favorite band is Catfish and the Bottleman. Um, but we were talking about Lord before I listened to a lot of Lord Hosier, um, Beach Bunny. I I'm absolutely obsessed. Really, with Beach Bunny. we we talk about Beach Bunny a lot. We are we are we are Beach Bunny listeners here. Yes, oh God, I have the that... first few EPs. I have the first pressing on vinyl. I'm very cool. The one of five hundred. Beach Bunny stands here in the club. I'll complain about this till I die. The lead singer used to follow me on Instagram until they got big, and then she unfollowed me. Oh, and now you I'm told sad. me this story. She's fake for that. Yeah, it's, listen, I was I was there when they put out their first EP. I, I was there. Yeah, there's a group called Daisy that I love. I'll send them to you if you don't listen oh, to them. Yeah, we've listened. Okay, yeah, Daisy's good. great. Daisy's wonderful. I love her. So yeah, like kind of all within the same area of now indie Taylor Swift. So I mean, I love this album. I'm, I'm like, you know, if I don't even try to be objective about it and just go with how I feel with it, I'd probably put it at like. Out of 63, you said? 63 being a flawless album, yeah. I'll probably put it at like a 58. Hmm. Wow. All right. Nikki? Um, I'm looking at the at the at the chart here. I know I shouldn't. Yeah. But I Yeah, this is just I know. Do what your heart we'll tells. change it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like a stern uh like a I'm gonna give it a 52. 52? I'm gonna give it a 52. I think mm. I really liked it. All right, let's see. I really, well, I, I gotta. Yeah, I don't know did, how much you guys throw around this chart compared to like other episodes. Nikki, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you and give it uh, a 52, <laughs> uh, and that averages out to a, a 54. All right, 54. I think that sounds that's, about right. I think that ties yeah. with something, doesn't it? 54. Yeah. If, yeah, I think that ties with one of our oh, other albums. Oh, Random I, Access Memories. Uh, does it tie for first place? Yes. With um, also w- that was also a guest episode with our our good friend Kyle Sherry. Interesting. Um, a, a, that was a while. Ago. Uh, one Jeez, half of the Fail Sun Tragedy Hour podcast. <laughs> we talk. We give him enough free advertising space. I feel like all of our home. friends give him enough free advertising. <laughs> Listen. You know, they, they, they sometimes mention my name on that show, and he's just like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, can mention the podcast. That's me. <laughs> Listen, that's why we mention our good friend and uh, wonderful woman, Abby Pinkowski, uh, almost every week, is to make her feel good, because we adore her. I love Abby with all my heart. Abby, you're the number one person who we are all friends with. I do like <laughs> Abby. She's doing great. She's I'm so great. glad she's doing great. I am a little jealous of how great she's doing. Well, now listen, she's not doing. She's not living in heaven, all right. She she still has problems like the rest of us. But I'm going on vacation with her. 
You are, yes. I she yeah. told me. That's very exciting. How fun. It's thrilling. Absolutely I mean, fantastic. Hopefully, unless, you know, we turn off the world again for a little bit. Yeah. And you know, is what are the chances of that? We'll see. Listen, you got that vax. I do got that vax. It's so nice being vaccinated, even though it nothing has changed because of it. It's I, very nice getting vaccinated, and everyone should get vaccinated because it was fine and literally like didn't suck at all. Because I thought it yeah. was going to be terrible, and then it was fine. Yeah. Uh, make sure to check your local CDC uh, guidelines. We are not a health podcast. <laughs> Take everything we say with a grain of salt. Yeah, do what you got to do. Chelsea, the usual last segment on this wonderful little show we do is we talk about what we're currently listening to. Yes. Uh, so seeing as how you are the guest, uh, you are more than welcome to start. I got to check my Spotify. Hold on. <laughs> oh, God. What anything I new? To anything you want to recommend to me or Andy? Uh, I said uh, Daisy. I've been listening to a lot of Daisy. What's on my spring 21 playlist? Daisy? Let's check that. Daisy's good, Nikki. I think you'd like Buchanan. No, just no, Daisy. It's, capital D A I. Daisy, all capitals. Daisy. Very, very good. Um. Oh, okay. This. So I listened to one song by this group like last year a ton to the point that it was on my Spotify recap for the year, and then I got like a special badge thing for listening to it before it had like a million streams or whatever that thing that they do is. It's called yeah. Hometown and Young. They have like maybe six songs total. <laughs> I don't even know. I haven't, I've only looked at their page a couple times and it just keeps reminding me every time like one of the six songs that I have saved come up that I need to listen to them more. But they're very good. I enjoy them. Their song, um, Terrible 22s, was the one that I listened to a bunch. And then um, Dressed in Violets is the one that I've been listening to now a lot on stop. So check them. They're good. All right. Okay. Nikki, would you like to go? Yes. Um, there's two albums that I would like to shout out. Well, one's an album, one's an EP. Um, one uh, is the EP I've been listening to uh, recently. Um, I know both of you will not want to listen to this. But lingua, uh, lingua ignota, famous experimental noise artist, um, has come out with an EP. This was back in March called Agnus Dei, which is the most. Oh my god! It is seventeen minutes of just screaming. Not well, not as much screaming. It's just kind of, you know, like oh my god, it's so good. And then there's a feature. You're doing for, a horrible job selling this. I'm not trying to. It's but I Sounds love like- it. I think it's great. It interpolates a lot of classical music. Um, actually there's some, there's some passages that I sent to my friend. Cause I was like, where is this from? And where can I listen to more of this? And it was like Baroque music type stuff. Um, oh my God, I really love it. It's, 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 um, it's, it's short, it's sweet, but it is so abrasive and noisy. The noise textures are so beautiful. Now I know I'm, I'm, I'm guessing neither of you are into uh, fans of noise, but the, the cool parts about noise is that like you can hear all of the individual textures that are going on amidst all of the, um, the, the like the low end, you know, and I think it's just really cool the way the way it's in, that is interpolated with classical music. Like I'm really just hearing strings and like beautiful harpsichords and organs and choir boys. The first track um is a sample of a boy like speaking in tongues, um like a literal child being like I'm speaking in tongues, you know. Oh my god, it was super cool. I lo- now listen. 
I'm going to stop talking about this, but I love Lingua Ignota's music so much because it is the musical embodiment, uh, embodiment of what it's like to like, what I think is what it's like to live in hell. And I just think that's, <laughs> as a concept, is really beautiful because I can walk to, I can do my commute to work while listening to us. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what this really is, you know? And I think that's really cool. Or that's one way to look at it, I should say. I'm not, don't worry, I'm fine. Um, the <laughs> other, the complete opposite, I think both of you should listen to this, this new electronic, uh, beautiful record from porter robinson called nurture porter robinson is really is in the edm space um he's known for his kind of very otherworldly very magical um uh really just majestic music but nurture is just um he is his first like full record in about seven years and the progression it not only is just stand out um but it is just absolutely like thrilling just the music is so upbeat and so happy and so um gorgeous it takes a lot of influence from j-pop and also like video game music um it, it it takes a lot of like it feels like you're in like a video game but like one that is like from the future you know it's like if vr was music but also mario it's crazy it's so good i love it so much please give it a listen yes uh and no noise no noise on that one so <laughs> Give it, give it a shot. <laughs> Andy, how about you? What's, yes, Andy, what about you? Please say something. All right, I got one thing and then another thing. And eh, we'll do, we'll do, two, we'll do two things. We'll, we'll limit it to two okay. things. Okay. Uh, so, so kids, uh, you know, wow. I've been on a big ska kick, uh, for the past three <laughs> oh, years of it. my life. I don't think that's a kick at this point. Probably longer. Uh, probably five at this point. However long 12. the start of freshman year of college was. Uh, <laughs> that was more but, than three. Uh, don't remind the, me. Don't That's remind at me. At least five. Leave me 12. alone. <laughs> I'm old. I get it. <laughs> uh, but I went back. Uh, you. I went back uh, this past week. Went back to a lot of '90s ska. Uh, you should all give "Destruction" by Definition by the Suicide Machines a solid listen. Uh, Suicide Machines is a. They've gone full ska. They've gone full punk. This is a more towards ska record. I think it just highlights '90s ska perfectly. It's, it's very, very good. It's got some great riffs in there. Uh, cannot speak highly enough of it. Uh, and as for something that isn't ska, that I hope you all like, uh, a great post-punk band named Ganser. I think I've talked about them before, either to Nikki personally or just, uh, you know, void. on this show. <laughs> uh, they Last year they released Just Look at That Sky. Uh, that was a great record. It had nine very solid tracks. And this past week uh, on Bandcamp Friday of all days, they released Look at That Sun. It's a remix EP uh, where they redid, had some uh, one, had five guests for each track. Uh, Barty Strange did the first one on there. Ooh. It's really, really solid. I think you should all give it a listen if you're looking for some good post-punk kind of vibes. Uh, I will be done preaching all of your ears off about music no one cares about except for me. Uh, now, Andy. Now, Nikki. <laughs> uh, so, Chelsea, before we hit the stop recording button, do you have anything you want to promote? No. You already put me through this embarrassment at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> now you're going to make me do it again. No, Andy, I don't. I don't have anything to promote. I don't I don't have any projects. <laughs> I don't have any, anything. I don't have any, any whatever. No. <laughs> Everyone, please please send your good vibes towards Chelsea, as me and Nikki have just torn her down today. Do you want to promote your Twitter or your Instagram? <laughs> Do you think people should see that? 
Uh, I'm, I don't want anybody on my Instagram, <laughs> but my my Twitter is at Chelgua. <laughs> Chelgua. Chelgua. C H E L G U A. I the last time I accidentally promoted my Instagram, it wasn't intentional. We were at this like panel to talk to this guy about being in the film industry, and then he started live streaming it, and we didn't know he was doing that. And I like he asked a question and I answered it and he said, wow, you're so smart. What's your Instagram? And so I said it without thinking. And then a bunch of weirdos followed my Instagram and I got like 50 followers from this random dude's account as he's saying, oh, you guys are from Oswego. Is that like, where is that? And we said (laughs) New York. And he goes, oh, I thought that was like in Africa. What? (laughs) Overall, a very weird experience, and I will not be promoting my Instagram ever again. Probably for the best. <laughs> Nikki, do you want to do you want to do your thing? What do I? Oh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, ladies and gents, I released a song to now. It'll now be two weeks ago, but I released one in in recording time. I released it only a couple days ago. Um, new new Nikki Kulai. Uh, it's a cover song uh, by Charlie XCX official. Out now uh, on Bandcamp, um, Andy. I re- I thought it was really neat how I I I'm really I was really trying to promote the YouTube because I figure oh people will like YouTube you know like sure. it'll be accessible to them. Um, but I liked how you you promoted the Bandcamp. You gave the Bandcamp link because you thought people should support me. Um, well, you see, Nikki, you also released it on Bandcamp Friday. Yes, I some unknowingly n- unknowingly to be honest, I did not realize I was doing it on Bandcamp Friday. In any case. Um, I don't think I've received any money, um, but that's okay. Um, I'll Venmo you a dollar. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, I do not think Charlie XCX has heard the song because she did not like the tweet. I'm very sad, but also she's a very busy woman, I'm assuming. Um, I'll get her attention one day. She'll, she won't even see it coming. Um, but yeah, uh, Nikki Kulai, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I will promote my Instagram. Um <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, please stream my music or don't, but I think you should, I think it's getting better. I I agree. I think, uh, there's a lot of really good songs on there. Yeah. Like what Andy? Uh, let's see. What? I don't remember the names of these goddamn songs, Nikki. You know this. I like Siren. Siren is still my, you know what? Arrow. Arrow's the best one. Hey now. Uh, okay, as always, everyone, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at the Grammy Boys. You can follow Nikki on Twitter and Instagram at Nikki Kulai. Uh, you can follow this podcast on Spotify. You can follow it on Apple Music and wherever fine podcasts are served. Give us five stars, rate us highly. Uh, Nikki, end it. Please, like I said before, give Lord a Grammy. Give Lord a Grammy. Bye bye. <laughs> And there's the fire engine. Go, we, and now we, we, we don't talk about Taylor Swift for a minute because we have to cut this part out. We're very, we have very clean audio, Chelsea. Is that, that's oh, it's here. a very professional endeavor. We try. No, it's not. <laughs> I, listen, I'm I'm being. Listen, I got the whole pop filter and everything. I,
I oh, cut I out. Got one too. I got a yeah. I got oh, them okay. over here. You can't. It's, all, it's not in my little. Listen, I edit out the ums and the <clears throat> and then he's, that's he's gone. And also me sipping my drink and then. Oh yeah, I hope yeah, you don't stop. have to listen to my. Listen, Yummy. it's when Nikki does the that it bothers I do, me. I do sometimes slarp a bit, but not on purpose. I'm sorry, Andy. I've been trying to do it very quietly as I've been. Drinking you, listen, this I haven't heard time. it yet. When I when I when I go back and edit, and you know. It's,